Praise God. Welcome to Genesis 1 Christian Ministries. Pastor Michael Cobb here. Why not tarry a while as we partake of the word of the living God? Please stay tuned for today's message. is symbolic of Christ's satisfying spiritual hunger. The next miracle that happens in John here is walking on water. Now what I'm going to do here, only because of the fact that the other chapters, uh, uh, it shows more detail, I'm going to go to Matthew. Okay, we all know the story of walking on water here. Let's go to Matthew 14. John also gives the account, but Matthew 14 gives more detail. We're still talking about here the miracles, the signs, the seven signs that were given as to the deity of Jesus Christ, all leading up to the, to the crucifixion. If you want to hold your place where you were in John, you're probably saying, thanks, Pastor Carl, for telling me after I lost my place in John, right? <laughs> Just so we're going, to go back, we're going to go back to John. Amen. Matthew 14, chapter, uh, verse 22. And straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a boat and to go before him unto the other side while he sent the multitudes away. By the way, it says here, straight away, Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a boat and to go before him to the other side. It does not say that Jesus said, Brother Kevin, Brother Danny, Sister Annette, you're going to get in that boat. And maybe, I'm going to pray, if you guys get to the other side, I, I might meet you there. Jesus didn't say that. He said, get in the boat. Kevin, Annette, Danny, get in the boat. Go to the other side. I'll be there. Okay? All right? He said it. All right? He didn't say, maybe you're going to get there. He didn't say, with any luck, you know, I'll, I'll pray. You should. Maybe I'll meet you. Okay? All right. Verse 23. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain privately to there again to the mountain to privately pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the boat was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a ghost, and they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spoke unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, Come. He said, Come. And when Peter was come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. He walked on the water to go to Jesus. But... 
underline this. When he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. When he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, why didst thou doubt? Why didst thou doubt? And when they were come into the boat, the wind ceased. Peter was afraid. Jesus told him to come out of the boat. Getting back to the point of going to the other side, if Jesus said we're going, the disciples should have known that, it was, that they were going to get there, first of all. When Jesus said to Peter, step out of the boat, come unto me, then knowing after they had seen Jesus do what he had done, should there have been any question in Peter's mind that, okay, Jesus said, come, here I come. While he had that in his head and believed that, that's exactly what he was doing. He was walking to Jesus. He was doing the same miracle that Jesus was doing because he believed he had faith in Jesus and he was walking on water. Peter was plain man. Peter was not God-man as Jesus was. Peter was plain man. He was walking on water. But what happened? The storm arose. The winds were boisterous. He took his eyes off Jesus. The minute he took his eyes off of Jesus, he started to sink. He lost faith. So it is with us today in this world. The boisterous winds are all of those people at work. The boisterous winds are the mechanic in the car shop when you take it in for a repair and he gives you a hard time. The boisterous winds are, 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 are co when they cut off your lights or whatever, saying you didn't pay the bill for six months and you know good and well that's ridiculous. Every little thing that comes up in your life to just give you a hard time, those are those boisterous winds. Those boisterous winds who intend to give you agita, as they say it in the workplace, to give you that stuff to worry about, to make your stomach get, get, get uh, in knots. All of those things come up in your life, and the devil knows that, so he throws them at you. And the devil knows who you are because he's been around you since you were born. Through that old familial spirit, familiar spirit that has been with you from the day that you were born into this world, he knows all of your fears, he knows all of your little idiosyncrasies. So those boisterous winds in life will come unto you by those little minions of Satans that are there with you during the course of your life, knowing your weaknesses. Some people are hypochondriacs, if you will. Every little ache that's in their body. Oh, you know, you know, Fred Sanford, here comes the big one, that kind of thing. Amen. So the devil will play on that if you're that person. If you're a person that is constantly worried about your car. Every little knock that you hear in your engine, you'll think, oh, gee, the transmission's going to drop. These are the boisterous winds that the devil throws at us. And you know what? Unlike 2000, or just like 2,000 years ago, if we focus on those things, if we focus on those boisterous winds, we too sink. We too sink. We can be living a glorious life in Christ Jesus. We could have seen the signs and wonders being made manifest in our lives day by day. We could have been blessed with a new car, blessed with a new house, a promotion on the job. You, you, you know, all of a sudden, you know, thousands of dollars inexplicably shows up in our mailbox. Bless all over. But that one little thing that you hold in your head that you still feel concerned, you worry about. After all of the blessings that God has given you, 
That little minion will pop up in your life. That little boisterous wind will come up in your life to take your eyes off of Jesus. And then you start worrying. And then you start doubting. And then you start fretting. And once you start doubting, once you start fretting, once you start worrying, once you start focusing on those boisterous winds, what happens? Your faith starts to falter. Your faith starts to falter. Doubt starts coming in. Your joy starts going down. And if the devil can steal your joy, amen? Amen, sister? If the devil can steal your joy, amen? So the boisterous winds don't take your eyes off of Jesus. That's what he's trying to do. From the foundations of the earth, of all creation, predating the creation of the physical universe. There stood an archangel. There stood an archangel, a beautiful archangel. The head man of praise. Up there along with Michael and Gabriel. He wanted to be like God. He wanted to exalt to the throne of God. Through deception, what did he do? Took a third of the heavenly host with him. Through deception, what did he do? Whispered into a certain lady's ear. Will you surely die? <laughs> Through deception, nothing has changed. It's the same old thing in life now. The Word of God tells you who you are. The Word of God shows you who you are. You know who you are. God has shown Himself to you day after day, hour after hour in your life. God has, has wrought miracles in your lives. You know who you are in Christ. Amen? Yet still that boisterous wind comes along. Are you sure you're who you are? What if? Just what if this one time God doesn't do what he says he's going to do. And if you focus on that boisterous wind, you too sink. You too sink. I don't care how trivial it may seem. Because he starts off in a slow manner. He'll start coming at you in a trivial way. You know the old story about how do you, you know, how do you, 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 know, you cook a frog, you, you know, kill a frog. Put him in that pot of cold water. Swimming around nicely. Turn on the heat ever so low, he's still swimming around. Turn up a little bit more, he's still swimming. A little bit more, he starts slowing down. A little bit more, a little bit more. Next thing you know, he's bright orange, you know, like red lobsters, uh, okay? Now that may sound gross, but it's a fact. You put a frog in a pot of hot water, how long is he going to stay? He's going to try his best to get out of there. All right? That's how the devil comes at you too. You start off very, very slowly in your life with something that's insignificant. Oh, it's okay, okay to watch that video. That's okay. I'm strong enough as a Christian to withstand what's in that video. I can watch that kind of thing. Won't, 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 won't affect me. Oh, I can go in that bar. Oh, that's okay. I'm strong enough in the Lord. It won't affect me. I can sit down there. Oh, I can, oh yeah, I can have a little bit of this. I'm strong enough, you know. Starting off very, very slowly. Tell you one thing, don't you go into no bar unless the Lord has distinctly set you in there, sent you in there to, 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 to minister to somebody. Okay? You don't know who you'll be walking out of there with? 
What kind of doors you be opening up? Amen? But walking on water is one of the miracles there. It's one of the signs that the Lord transforms fear into faith. The Lord Jesus can transform, transform fear into faith. And we just focus on him. The sixth miracle, the sixth sign, is the sight to the man born blind. Let's go back to John now. Getting into the closing here. John 9, chapter 9, verses 1, uh, 1 through 7. John 9, praise God. All of these signs and miracles were made evident to testify to the deity of Jesus Christ. Starting with verse 1. And as Jesus passed by, he saw a man who was blind from his birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Master, who did sin, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, Neither hath, neither hath this man sinned nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. I must work out the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man the night cometh when no man can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of that world. When he had thus spoken, he spat on the ground and made clay of the spittle and anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay and said unto him, Go wash in the pool of, in the pool of Siloam, which is by interpretation sent. He went, went his way, therefore, and washed and came seeing. Jesus overcomes darkness and brings in light. Jesus is the only one that can bring light in any situation that is darkened. If you look back here at verse number three for a moment, Jesus answered, Neither hath, hath this man sinned nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. God permitted this man to be blind so that because of this man, God would be glorified. Okay? God will be glorified. It's important that we understand that because so many times I hear saints of God saying to me, oh, well, you know, even saints of God, well, Pastor, if that's the case, why did God let Jet 800 fall and crash with all those people? Why did this catastrophe, why did those four little babies in that bus where the tree fell? First of Praise God. If these messages are being a blessing to you, then please write me at Genesis 1 Christian Ministries. I'd love to hear from you. Tell me what the Lord has been doing in your life. You can send all correspondence to Genesis 1 Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 1295, Bayshore, New York, 11706-0537. We also have a 24-hour prayer line on 516-434-8692. Please consider joining us uh, Monday, Tuesdays, and Fridays. And if you're being blessed by this ministry, pray about sending us a love offering to help continue these broadcasts. Until the next time, may God richly bless you and continue to stay His hand upon you.